Dog is Obama. Next October, the fun it is done for sure. One day next autumn, we'll do it again. Playing a sale with all of our friends. No use complaining, no times remaining for something we all adore. As luck is over till next October, so come back next year for more. Things to think over for next October, maybe play for everybody hello everyone happy new year it's a new year 2022 we let's get out the noisemakers we well i i have to say i'm glad to see 2021 is gone yeah are we gonna say that every year (laughs) i hope not that's such a grim thought yeah, well, of course, you know, the first COVID year. But, yeah, last year I had a lot of personal deaths in the family. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had a lot of good things in the year, didn't you? No. <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything. I'm still here. That's a good sign. We played Star Wars. Yeah, we played Star Wars. We played played some games. We played some ASL, which we're, I hope we can get back into that now. Uh, going forward, starting here now that we're through the hubbub of the holidays. How was your Christmas? was good. Once again, I was one of the few people in the family to get toys. So I, I'm prepared to, to show and tell for the for the YouTube audience. I got a Frostgrave Castle Remains piece from my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. 3D printed on eBay. I don't know the seller's name because there's so many of them now. 3D print and stuff. How is it that Laura knows exactly what to get you? She is the best. Wow. Yeah, probably because I send out some some links to things. But <laughs> uh, for you D and D fans, Ice Icewind Dale, which you you may remember, Jeff, you adventured. This is all winter scenario thing. Um, oh, lovely. You had actually fought, well, I already have all the winter miniatures, and I have a, a series of adventures. That I invented myself, but this would be a nice second reason to go up to the Great White North. But you had fought this polar bear when you're with your monk. I'm sure you remember it well. I, I that's probably the first time you've ever uttered those words in that lineup. <laughs> you fought this polar bear with your monk. <laughs> you encountered. You would think I would remember that. Well, no, we've done a lot of adventures. Yeah. A nice Yeti. So I got all these minis. 
uh, ice troll, which is a regular troll. I just painted them up to be like an ice troll kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I had my own invented ice troll statistics, but there is one somewhere now in a D&D packet somewhere. I don't know, second edition, third, whatever. Ice toads, they're from the original. You just take your regular yellow and green toad, spray paint them, and then uh, put some seasoning on them. <laughs> yeah. To, and it tastes like chicken. I'm sure they do. Uh, shading on them. And then I was the first one to take my owl bears and paint them white. So they're polar bear and snowy owls. Oh, what a and, nice will they make. You know, I was doing this on my own years ago and said, oh, this will be cool. Have a polar bear owl bear. Well, of course, guess what they now have officially... Uh, polar bear, owl bear. Yeah, they stole my idea. I would never play that. It's too hard to say. Polar bear, owl bear. <laughs> polar bear, owl bear. Polar bear. Uh. Snowy owl bear. Oh, a snowy owl bear. That's yeah. So anyway, uh, yep. And I got a thing to put my phone up on my car dashboard and and the 2022 Tolkien calendar. So. Oh, who does the art in there? Where's the art from? Ted Naismith, and they've been stuck on him for the last. Uh, probably eight years. I'm getting a little tired of him. I would like him to do. There's so many other fantasy artists, like you know, oh, even yeah. the guys that do all oh, this. Yeah, you know, D and D Wizards of the Coast stuff. Oh, he must have some dirty, dirty laundry on one of the Tolkien yeah. or something. Yeah, so, they you know, they that. used to have. Yeah, of course. Originally, they had the Hildebrand brothers, very yeah. famous. Yeah. And then a variety of different people. Some years it was a combination of different artists. And I remember my dream was to illustrate the calendar. I think, you you know, there's still time, Dave. You've got the very good Boromir there. Yes. And, Boromir. And, and Frodo and uh, Sam. Yep, down there. Also there. So you just have uh, 10 more months to do. <laughs> get, on, get on that. I have some other paintings, too, you haven't seen. Oh, Yeah. No, I think you said you weren't doing gifts this year. Is that right? That's true. We did not do any gifts this year. We we agreed. Uh, the kids agreed with me. I mean, they're my daughters are grown women now, thirties, thirty. Anyway, yeah, 20, we just twenty eight. Okay. It was too just. It was too weird a year. Nobody was in the Christmas spirit. We didn't watch any Christmas movies. We didn't listen to any Christmas music, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't need anything. Oh, that's true. So we just thought, let's skip this year. We'll give some money to charity and uh, and just do that. So we did that, which was which worked out fine. It was very relaxing. How about New Year's resolutions? Did you make any? No, don't do them. Okay, I've made some for you because I <laughs> I don't need any myself, but I, I make them for other people. So this I've got a top, quite a, top ten list. Quite a long list. It's it's, <laughs> it's quite a long list. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, I, I'm glad that uh, the year has started. Last year ended up very weird. Did I tell you about, did I talk on the show about my recent encounter on nextdoor.com? No, I think we talked at breakfast. Okay. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you, you know, it's, social, that. it's like social, it's like Facebook for your neighbors. So everybody in your neighborhood or city you live in or whatever can. <laughs> can sign up there and you can post things if you're selling stuff and just little neighborhood kind of news and stuff like that. Well, it's turned into a real nasty place to be. I mean, I just innocently posted something the other day because the neighbor across the street has a big sign. It's like a real estate sign, freestanding metal sign for their lost cat. It's been up for about three and a half months. So, and I went on next. It's not my neighbor's cat. It's somebody else. Somebody from somewhere came and put that sign on the parkway. So I went on next door and I said, how long do you think we should keep these kind of signs up, you know, for lost animals? Seems to me a couple of weeks should be good and then people should take them down. Dave, I got 52 people, 52 replies within a week and a half. Telling me I'm a terrible human being. Well, I yes. absolutely don't like animals and I never have been an animal person. I need to chill. <laughs> well, 
it went on and on and on and on. And I just thought, what what does the world come to? I just, so well, that's my, what my, my New Year's resolution is two. One is to not go on next door ever again. And the other is to try to live like it's 1999. So no social media. I use, I put my phone down for hours at a time. Every time I try to, I, I think of a question like, gee, I wonder how you make a um, corned beef, uh, corned beef and cabbage. I don't immediately go Google it. You know, I just trying to return to simplicity. I hope you'll join me. Uh, yeah, actually, I kind of have been. In Ohio, I didn't even check email for like a, well over a day, which is Excellent. unusual. You know, Excellent. yeah. I keep us on Twitter. I'm on less than I was. And that's, again, kind of fun. Um, and I never did, of course, Facebook or anything. But you're yeah, a smart guy. Trying to do the same thing. But did any of them answer your question when you asked no, how long? Nobody actually. No, nobody actually answered the question, and they didn't ask me for more information. I mean, it was an attack. It was just attack. Fifty-two of them attack, 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 attack. <laughs> just unbelievable. And of course, they're probably all nice people. It's just you get on social media and your insides come out. Yeah, shouldn't they have phrased that like um? Well, um, you, you need to understand that some people really like their pets, and then for them, it would be a long time. Um, and some people like animals a lot, Jeff. So, just but there ought to be a time limit, I think. Uh, yeah, well, at least when and they may have found that cat three months ago and just well, never picked up the sign, huh? Or when they find its flayed skin stapled to their front door. Do I have to edit that out? No, I think you should leave that in because <laughs> it's only a cat. No, I'm that's because that's how mean the world is that we live in. Yeah, it's just crazy, just crazy. So anyway. that's why I like you, Jeff, and people like listening to you and us. Because we're, I complain. We're nice. Yeah, well, we're nice. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and we do have ASL information. We have we do have the rules. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Rules. We've got some rules to go over. Yes, indeed. It is rule 15, Jeff. Heat of battle. At the wonderful game company, Heat of Battle, run by Steve Deathlesson. He was interviewed on this show twice. But the rule, Heat of Battle, so it, the intro states, the cauldron of battle, which destroyed so many units that failed the test of arms, could also forge better soldiers and or acts of desperation born of heroism or despair. Boy, there's a great sentence. Now, otherwise known as the Heat of Battle. The, the, and it's not just like in the Pacific where the temperatures are higher. Right. The process is reflected by a heat of battle die roll, which follows any original what kind of role, Jeff, are we taking when we look for a heat of battle result? Well, that would be a morale check or, um, or a rally. Yes, not a self-rally, though. That right. one goes to leader creation instead, and it would be a die roll of two, three, or four. Which one? Uh, two. That is correct. So you're in it. You're taking a morale check. You roll a two, or you're doing a rally check, and you roll a two. Then you and follow you, it up with a heat of battle die roll. Yes, on a chart. Now yeah. there. Let's try to name all the cool peeps who are not subject to the heat of battle die roll. Okay, um, this is really, really hard to just go from blank brain. Well, let's see. Would I would not say, get a heat. Uh, Cruise. Yes, because they don't have uh, yep higher yeah. level dudes and stuff. Um, heroes. Heroes also true. They can't go up or down in quality. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, can't go up or down or quality. I would guess that would be like um, like passengers. How about passengers or on on uh, passengers, riders, crews? Yes, they are included in there. Okay. Now they could go up or down in quality, but they're in a vehicle, so I guess they just don't want to screw with it. Yeah, so maybe. that also would include cavalry. Okay, cavalry. Okay. And there's more. You got participants oh. in a human wave attack. Because they're busy, they're doing this. They're, just, they're standing <laughs> up. And they're... Yeah, and the next guy stands up and then sits yeah, down. The next guy stands up. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're already berserk, they don't mess around with that. Snake eyes on that. Climbing, swimming, wading. And units in boats or parachutes don't do the heat of battle. I guess that's just they. I mean, they could go up or down in qualities, but they, in those cases, you're engaged in this weird activity already that has all of its own special rules about movement. And if you're climbing, you're not gonna go berserk and just start charging somewhere else, probably. Yeah. Now that makes sense. <clears throat> heat of battle die roll has modifiers on it. Right. From memory, what might those be? Uh, well, let's see. This would be during a uh, like a rally phase. Um, yeah, you roll the snakes, and then you're like, heat of battle, and then you go to that little chart. Some nationalities have extra pluses on them. Like if he's broken. If you're that's rolling... the neg one, yes. Oh, or, okay. No, okay. plus one. Worse for you, plus one. Yeah, harder to do. Because they're going from broken to a heat of battle situation. So, yeah. That yeah. Because uh, a lower roll gives you better results. So right. The, the plus, which nation is most likely to go berserk or bonsai? Oh, let's see. <laughs> uh, the Japanese. Yeah, they're plus four. If I remember correctly. Yeah, there it is on my chart. And um, Russians are plus two. They tend to do human waves more, go berserk more often. I and they, and Axis Minor and Italian. I think that's pushing them toward the surrender more often. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then the French and Partisan plus one. And if you're elite British or Finnish, you're neg one on the heat of battle die roll. The Finnish, too, huh? Finnish neg one. Yeah. Okay. They are, I think they, why, why would that be? I guess they're just more self-regulated. They do the self-rally and they have a different leader structure. I don't know. Probably check the notes columns. But, so if you roll a one through five on two dice, you get the hero and the battle hardening. I'm sorry. One through five, you get the hero creation. And then if one through four. And one, if you get a five or a six, you get the hero and the battle hardening both. Because the battle hardening is five to eight. And then Berserk was nine to 11. And Boxcars was Surrender. Oh, yes. So okay. now you think about it, then that plus four on the Japanese makes them surrender more often. That doesn't make sense. The Italians, maybe, historically, supposedly, they don't want to be insulting our Italian friends. Um, but then there's notes on this, so I'll, I'll just look at those. Non-elite Italian and Axis miners surrender on a heat of battle die roll greater than 10. So that helps explain how the plus three makes them surrender more often. Yeah. If you get the surrender, you treat it as berserk. If you're Japanese, Gurkha, partisan, fanatic, commissars, SS versus Russians are subject to no quarter. So they take all those exceptions of people who don't surrender a lot. Mm -hmm. um, treat it as battle hardening if you're Japanese in a pillbox or a cave or if assaulting, evacuating a beach. So there's some exceptions to that. And then if you get the berserk role, treat it as battle hardening if there's no known enemy in your line of sight. Or ah. if you're in a pillbox or a cave, you're not going to charge out of those protective areas, etc. Yeah. 
So uh, one so, of the results. So yeah. and those would be battle hardening also. Pillbox cave. Yeah, um, you can do the heat of you can battle harden in those, but you won't go but berserk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you get the berserk result. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All so right. then you get heroes. What is a hero counter? Uh well, it's a single man counter. So it's you know, it's got a um three numbers on it for fire and for rally and for um range and for range one four nine are they all one four nine heroes yep all nationalities i you know i don't think i've I ever think, thought about it i have never noticed that that uh, but of course now that i think about it yeah one four nines okay yeah, the one represents they, they can actually shoot on their own, of course, which yeah. is different than a leader. So if it fails a morale check, what happens to the hero counter, the hero counter, uh, the hero counter? Um, is he well, I think he gets wounded. Yep. And on the backside, he's a one, three, eight, and it's a wounded side. So you flip it right over. And then you take a wound severity check. You roll one die. And if you get a certain number or two, what happens to them? If you roll five or six. He did. Yep. He it's a severe wound. And he's gone. As Yoda would say, dead he is, Jim. <laughs> Jim? Yeah. Are you mixing your Star Trek and your Star Wars? Yes, I am. Don't tell Mike uh, Rizzi. <laughs> So what happens if a wounded hero fails a morale check? Uh, I got to think he's dead. And they also have uh, less movement factors, I think, right? Don't they have movement of three or something like that instead of? Yes, the wounded move, yeah. Yeah. That is good. That's correct. So then, does a hero ever break? I guess not. No, they never do. Yeah. Does your spirit ever break, Jeff? Daily. Or sometimes just around the holidays? Only if I go on nextdoor.com. <laughs> your, your, your next door neighbors have broken your spirit. They're, they're broken my spirit. <laughs> Does your grandma's best china ever break? Yeah. Yeah, we broke it all already. Sadly. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> Does a hero ever go berserk? Oh, gosh. You ask a lot of darn fool questions, Dave. No, this is a real question. Oh, okay. Does a hero ever go berserk? Sure, I think so. I would think so, too, but the answer is no. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, he's a hero. Let's see. Does a hero go berserk? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does a hero ever cower? Uh... No. No, because he's a hero. Does right. he ever pin? Yes. Well, there are exceptions. Yeah, the answer basically is not on a pin check, but if he has a Panzerfaust check and he rolls that six or something, then he's pinned. An anti-tank magnetic mine same check, the same thing. Or if a hut collapses on him in the Pacific, anyone who gets in a collapsed hut is pinned. Minimum move rule, where, remember, if you don't have enough movement factors to go into the hex, you can still go in there, and then you're marked with a pin counter, so you can't advance afterward. Those you know, still apply. This is like asking the uh, head of the World <laughs> Health Organization, should we wear masks or not? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. It depends. No. Wait. Yes. No. <laughs> well, just think, too, though, I think most of that's logical. He's not going to pin on his own morale check, which is what the other guys do, because he's heroic. But being heroic doesn't mean he gets to throw a collapsed hut off of him like he's a superhero. Shoot. He's a regular hero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not a superhero. His printed morale level is never lowered by any cause, but it could be increased to 10 by various causes. And... It referenced a rule that I went and checked, and I was kind of surprised, and maybe we've been playing this way the whole time. It referenced rule A.18, 
first page or second page of the rule book. Morale level ceiling, regardless of circumstances, a unit's morale level can never be increased beyond 10. Even the, the uh, Kleinschmidt and Hallett counties? <laughs> yes. And this is true, even if, even if those counters go fanatic or heroic, or if they're with a commissar or part of a human wave. I think I, we've had a lot of commissars in uh, Timonen and I playing all yeah. that Valor of the Guards, right? Right, sure. I think we've been raising their morales to 11. Really? Like I think we have been. They're doing a human wave or something? Well, if they're with the uh, commissar, automatically Just, raises yeah. their level. Right. And if they're already up, um, I'm not sure. I should check with Dave and see what he thinks we've been doing. But I know, I think at one point we were thinking about that, like 11, because 12 would always be failure boxcars. You right. can't have your morale raised to that. No, I think we remembered it was a 10 because we did the logic like, oh, what if it goes to 12? Then they can't possibly break. So it can't be raised up that high. And I think we may have ended up with 10. We may have ended up with 11. I don't know. Could be doing it all wrong, Dave. Shameful confessions of a long-time ASL. Yeah. Shh. It's all right. Nobody's listening. So in your creation rule, 15.21, a hero is randomly created from other personnel types, even if broken during the course of play by a subsequent heat of battle die roll, two die, less than or equal to six, as we saw on the chart. Does a leader which becomes heroic automatically rally if he's broken? Um, let's see. A He's leader broken. broken. He rolls snakes. He rolls heroic leader. Yes, I would think so. Yes. Automatically. Does yeah. it retain his leadership modifier and all leader capabilities, even though he's a heroic leader now? Yeah, I would think so. Sure. Yeah, he does. As well as any higher morale rating. So a 10 neg 2 or a 10 neg 3 leader would be considered a 1 4 10 hero. Uh, 139 if wounded. A leader that becomes heroic is marked with a generic hero counter. There's those little orange ones we stick on a leader. Mm -hmm. It shows the 149X on it. X is a reminder that it contain, can, retains his own leadership or commissar benefits and heroic qualities. And so may a heroic leader combine his heroic diro modifier with his leadership diro modifier. No. So, and you are right, but I... No, I played this wrong with Dave. We just fixed ourselves on this in about the middle of our Valor of the Guard games. We were taking a ten, a nine neg one leader. If he became heroic, we were treating him as a nine neg two. Sorry, everyone. I think we got up to like the ten neg two leader went heroic, and then we're like ten neg three, or was he a three and going to a four? And for some reason, we suddenly remembered like, wait a minute. I don't think this is legal, so we stopped doing it, and now we do it right. Ah, uh, good. Ah, uh, don't you feel better? I do. Yeah. If a heroic leader is eliminated, can he still be the cause of a leader loss morale check? Um, yeah, he's still a leader. Yep, he can be the cause of a leader loss morale check. Yes. Can it be the cause of a cold? A heroic leader, if he's eliminated, can that be the cause of a cold? No, that's an old wives' tale. Correct. Yeah. Can it be the cause of a fiduciary relationship? Uh, wow, that sounds a little risque. No. You are correct, no. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. I <laughs> don't. A multi-man... Go ahead. What? I'm just going to say that's sad. Oh. <laughs> I learned what the word fiduciary means uh, from Mary Poppins. Fidu oh, yes, because they, the bankers sing it. Yeah. Fidu 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 fiduciary bank. Yes. Fidelity. Fidelity fiduciary bank. Yes. Trusting it, invest in it, to be specific in the law.
Yeah. I don't want to give it to him. They never, did, they never did give the, the old lady the tuppence, which I thought was ruined the whole movie for me. They talked oh, the, about it, they ached for it, but never the feed the birds lady? Yeah, I think she died right at the end. Oh. They didn't show that. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, it is. Actually, I think she was beaten by um the droogs from Clockwork Orange. Yes, I think that's true. And as Mary Poppins was flying away, she just dropped some poppies on the old lady's grave. That was it. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, all right. A because he, he as another he had another side job as a uh, undertaker. Because the, the chalk paintings was not paying well, so. Anyway, that's a whole another story. Go ahead. The things you never know about these characters. <laughs> a multi-man counter, which creates a hero, is not affected in any way other than possibly also increasing in value due to battle hardening. Um, so a multi-man counter, which creates a hero, stays a multi-man counter also. Does yeah. the hero... Share the multi-man counters fire movement status at the time of its creation. Ooh, wow! So the squad has moved two space, two two movement factors, and then oh, and boom. then it gets created. He's dropped to three. Can he only move one more? Is that what you're asking? Wow! Yeah, the do, they, do they share the the multi-man counters fire or movement status? Uh, I always do. Yeah, it is. And if it's marked with a prep counter, then the hero's prepped already, too. Okay. Wow, that was close. I almost had a Kleinschmidt moment. <laughs> Using know, both your you know, leader modifier and your hero leader mo modifier. Yeah, and just, you know, just in general, playing wrong all this time. It's kind of minor, but hey. I think they should be able to use both. But you're already an egg one leader. Now you're heroic. It kind of makes sense. Why can't uh, you have an egg two then? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Weapons use 15.23. A hero may use a non machine gun support weapon as if he was a leader, but he applies a negative to his to hit. So if he picks up a ATR, he can fire it as if he were a leader. But he has a neg what to his die roll? To hit die roll. My gosh, let's see. It was if you were a leader. I, I don't know. Has he got a neg one or something on it? Yep, a neg one is it. So it's pretty good to do that. Yeah. Okay. If a hero uses a machine gun, it's at instead of a other sport weapon he uses a machine gun it's at is it at full firepower or half firepower can a hero pick up a medium machine gun and fire it at full or at half um half he's a hero full oh wow that's what you want to use those guys for yeah okay okay yeah but he does yes. have to add a course and i know i've played it that way well yeah but a, a leader cannot so he is different than yeah. a leader and okay. there's that chart we always just go to that little chart it says right. single man counter meet machine gun fire it full fire it takes two of them whatever he does add a plus one though to his to hit or ift die roll which is negated by his neg one heroic die roll modifier which i also was doing wrong <laughs> we had a hero I had a hero firing the machine gun on top of that building. And I knew he added a plus one, but I didn't know that his neg one would still count. So it does. Read, read the rules, I guess. Okay. Does a hero forfeit his own inherent firepower during a phase in which he fires a support weapon? Can he still fire his little one-shot 
And, and can you fire the machine gun and is one shot? No, I don't think so. No, he cannot. He forfeits it. Yeah. Now, get this. A hero may fire any gun less than 82 millimeters that normally requires a crew as if it were captured and being fired by an enemy crew. Whoa. A gun. So, a, a, you know, a 76 anti-tank gun in the yeah. street. He can load and fire, load and fire. But he takes both the captured and the enemy crew if he's an, if he's an enemy, I guess. But his heroic dial modifier does not apply either. Okay. So if firing a gun greater than 82 millimeter, it may fire only once per game turn with him. It's too heavy to load it, I guess. The big yeah, shot. Makes sense. Yeah. Now a hero cannot change the covered arc of a non-turreted weapon. He's he's not a superhero. He can't push the giant cannon all around. Makes sense. That's common sense. And the cool heroic thing is the hero can stand outside of the tank and fire the AAMG on top of the turret. Oh, okay. He can do that. He's the only lead uh, unit which can fire an AFV AAMG while he's a rider instead of a passenger. So he's got to so, be on it. Yeah, he just jumps on there as a rider and starts shooting that thing. Cool. That is, Yeah, that is cool. I think I've done it very often. But. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried that. But uh, Heroic dial modifier. So the hero or any fire group he's with can be uh, providing the hero's firing at normal range of either his inherent firepower, which is 1-4, range of 4, or his weapon. So if he has that, this is why people say give him the ATR, because the ATR, he's shooting that, his range becomes 12 or 10 or something. So now he can direct a fire group out to a farther range than his little four. I learned that from Carl Noguera, no, no, Noriega. <laughs> no, I did that on purpose. Yes, I know you did. Sorry, Carl. Um, <laughs> so he can, that's a, the benefit of giving him a long range weapon. Now, uh, may, oh, he may deduct one from its the, uh, the shot or a close combat because he's a hero. Neg one, right? Yeah. So now, is this styro modifier of the hero cumulative with that of any applicable leadership styro modifier in the same stack? So you got a stack, a 10, uh, 9 neg 1 leader, and a 149 hero, and two squads. It's an 8, 9, it's a 9 shot. Is it neg 1 or neg 2? Can you use both the leader and the hero then? Wow. Um. Ooh, that would be nice if you could. What a treat. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, that's correct. Really? Were you looking at my picture on that? No. I was signaling you visually. Oh, no. Were you? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, had my, I thought I'd get a better signal if I had my monitor off. Oh, um, the... No, uh, no we... Start, okay, I'm looking at you now. No, you can leave it off. Um... So that's I think that's what confused me. The leader can be combined with a hero, two separate counters. Yeah. But a heroic leader can't do both. That's where oh, okay. Dave and I so were doing it wrong. Confusion was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're like, well, yeah, the leader can go with a hero, neg two. That's the benefit of having a hero with a leader in a stack. Not if he's the same guy, I guess. I'm definitely going to have to go through these rules thoroughly again myself well or just re-listen to this episode yeah, there you go Stuff see if I, see if there's a spooky chart maybe is this yeah. diro modifier cumulative with that of any applicable heroic diro modifier oh yes it is we did that is a hero's ift diro modifier the neg one contingent on being in the same location with all the other members of the fire group so if there's three squads in a chain three hexes in a row Three squads, he's in there, one in one of the hexes. Can he affect the whole chain with the neg one? I mean, a leader can't, but... Correct. But he's better. Can a hero? He's better than a leader. Another tasty treat that I've never taken advantage of, I don't think. So I'm going to say yes. Yes, it can. And we have done it when we played together on the rare occasion that we've had a string. I've reminded you that it can be a fly. You remember that, huh? 
<clears throat> yes, that one I got down good. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's is cool. a he <laughs> just reminding me of the game in the Pacific when somehow I double clicked the stack in a vassal and created a whole nother stack of <laughs> machine guns. Oh yeah. <laughs> And we were like, wait a minute, how that? How many of those heavies do you have? Oops, sorry. That's a, that was an innocent mistake. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, wait, that stack's over here. Yeah. Wait, that's the exact same stack. Does the hero's participation exempt other members of a fire group from cowering? Like I'm, a leader? Yeah, I'm going to say no. You're correct. No, no. Does the heroic die roll modifier apply to a flamethrower or a demolition charge? I'm going to say yes. No, it cannot. Oh, it's not. Oh. <clears throat> Does the heroic die roll modifier apply to the die roll in a game of craps? I'm going to say... playing craps, you know, with the guys. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Yes. He's playing personally. Yeah, I think so. Battle hardening, 15.3. So on our heat of battle, we got that hero. <clears throat> battle hardening, you, an armed personnel unit can benefit from unit substitution whenever it rolls a five to eight heat of battle. This battle hardening effect improves the unit in class. Does that happen even if he's broken and he rolls heat of battle and battle hardening? Does it still go up if he's broken? Uh, yes. Yes, you exchange it for an unbroken, unpinned unit of the same size, but the next higher quality. When substituting a unit of the next higher quality, none of the numbers in its strength factor can decrease. And given a choice between two different units of the next higher class, must use the one which gains the least. I know it's a bunch of numbers game. Yeah. Interesting. It says none of the numbers of its strength factor can decrease. Okay. Yeah, something goes up. Oh. Yeah. Why would it? Yeah. Sometimes, like, the range goes up. Or is it up just because... Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Let's see. A 247. Oh, a 247 half squad would go to a 248. Not a 348 SS. So it just oh. goes up in some factor. Okay. Can battle hardening be refused by the player? Hmm. I would think so. Why would yes. you do that, though? I don't have no idea. You're trying to have someone break to route to a better place. You don't yeah, want to battle harden them. It's the only thing I could think of. That's uh, that sounds like something Bob Bendis would definitely do. Yes. Oh. oh okay. A leader which becomes battle hardened is exchanged for the next higher leader. So the six plus one is a seven zero, an eight zero becomes an eight one, etc. Finnish Japanese have a different structure. The nine neg one becomes a ten zero. So you kind of got to look into that. Does an already does question an already elite multi man counter or best possible leader or partisan counter, which is battle hardened? Do they become fanatic? Already elite. Multi-man counter. Does he just become fanatic instead of because he can't go up anymore? I think because you're asking the question, I it must be yes. <laughs> it is yes because it also. Well, might... I don't know that might be no. Oh, it is yes. No, okay. it's yes because it's, it's also the partisans. They can't go up in quality, so they just become fanatic too. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Here's a good one. Does it remain fanatic for the rest of the game, even if it's subsequently reduced? Back to the lower quality guy. Oh, man, they think of everything. They do. And this one didn't make sense to me, but. So he battle hardened up to yeah. a, up to a 248 maximum. Right. Then he, then he when he to battle again, he goes battle hardened. Then he rolls whatever reduces you back yeah. to a 247. But does he remain fanatic? No, no, it doesn't. So, um, oh wait, oh my gosh, wait, does it remain fanatic for the remainder of the game, even if subsequently replaced? Yes, no. it does, but it, it cannot remain any loftier status 
due to yet another battle hardening result. Okay, that's the way it states it. So I think it's just saying leave it fanatic on it. But he can't go back up to a 248. I, I guess. In that case, just do whatever you want. When you're yeah, <laughs> it happens so rarely. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> um, so you can't. You must have to make a note. Just keep a note of it for that unit. Yeah, if you got a fanatic on any unit that's not the max. Yeah, okay, that's it's, right. It's at the max then. It's at the max then, okay. Berserk, now that's 15.4. So if you roll that chart, you get Berserk. They are created from infantry. Final heat of die, die roll 9 to 11. Some exceptions we talked about earlier. Mark them with the Berserk counter. When they go Berserk, Jeff, is a broken unit automatically rallied? Um. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. And a leader. After first resolving the fire attack versus other targets, when a leader goes berserk, he must attempt to change the rest of the units in the same location to berserk also. So does that apply even to broken guys in his hex? Say that again. So the leader goes berserk. Yeah. He's, he's stacked with a good order 447 and a broken 447. He then has to check to see if they go berserk. Does the broken one also check? As well as the good order squad. Yes. Yes, he does. And that also applies to units that are not subject to the same attack, but they're in the same location. I'm glad and these most... are yes, no questions instead of essay questions. <laughs> Here's right. one. It's not a yes, no. Each it's, it's a short. It's a short answer. Each such unit must take a normal task check in the hex. Leader goes berserk. Everyone takes a normal task check subject to the leader's modification. If they pass the check, do they become berserk or do they not become berserk? Do you want to pass it to go berserk or fail it to go berserk? Well, you want to pass it. And you get to go berserk, so I guess it's a good thing. Okay. So the higher the morale... Yeah. Less chance. No. If they pass, they become berserk. Higher the morale, the more likely they'll charge with, with the leader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. After the berserk task check, the leader forfeits his leadership die roll modifier until he returns to normal. That's, I wrote, oh. what? <laughs> After a berserk Task check. The leader forfeits his die roll modifier until he returns to normal. Berserk leaders don't have the neg one anymore. Neg two. Oh. Fifteen point four one. I'm sure I did this right when I made my notes. Well, maybe that makes sense. He's berserk. He can't be. He can't be directing fire and so forth. So it is no. They can still prep. No, they can't prep. They got to move. But when they're charging, I've been think I've been applying his modifier to anyone in his hex with him. So that I got to double double check with Mike. Mike when and charging. What's he doing? He's not firing. He's in the hex with a with a with the squads that just check to go berserk. They all charge out. Right. They get shot at. Right. He passes his morale check, and then he check everyone in the stack oh okay he's a neg two leader i'm sure i've been counting that neg two this says that after the berserk task check the leader forfeits his leader die roll modifier until he returns to normal okay that would be his whole charge what about the melee kind of kind of makes sense because he's just all wrapped up in his own berserkness he's no yeah. longer a very effective leader people sign in uh on the comments and let us know if you're remembering that rule yeah that's a good one. Berserk units, they have a base morale level of what? 10. Yes. If a berserk unit fails a morale check, is it broken? Um, I don't think so. No. Does it suffer casualty reduction? Ooh. When it, break, uh, when it fails the morale check, is it half slotted and keeps coming? I think so. Yes. 
Yeah. Does the Berserk unit ever take a Patsy? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say no. No is correct. He's berserk. berserk. Does he ever take a leader loss morale check? I wouldn't think so. He's no, too... he doesn't care. He's, He's all... still coming. Yeah. Yeah. Does he ever break? Oh, we already did that. No. <laughs> Does he ever cower? Uh, when he's in this therapist's office, he will cower <laughs> behind the couch. <laughs> yes, but that's the only it. case. So, how long have you been berserk? <laughs> Can please come out from behind the couch? It only becomes pinned except due to pinned. Oh, it has the same things as a heroic guy. So if he does the Panzerfaust check and fails, he can be pinned or a minimum move or collapse HUD on him. Okay. Same thing. A berserk unit never has its morale lowered by any cause. And does it automatically lose CX status when it becomes berserk? I think it would, yes. It does, yes, because it's running those full movements. Does it lose concealment status when it's berserk? Uh, yes. Yes, they jump up and they start screaming in anger. Does it stay pinned when it's berserk? No. No. However, berserk unit never receives the leadership benefit of a friendly leader, even if this deprives good order units of such benefits. 15.43, charge. So at the start of its movement phase, each non-melee berserk unit must charge the nearest enemy in line of sight. Is this the nearest in hexes or the nearest in movement factors? Ooh, um, ooh that's a good question. Let's see. Nearest in hexes or the nearest in movement factors? I'm going to say the nearest in... Wow, nearest in movement factors. So, like, if it's if it's somebody, it's going to be hexes. So you can think of it as it is hexes. When he's looking, he looks how close the guy is. He's not thinking logically. Like, I have to cross two fences and a wall to get to that guy. Oh yeah, that he's makes total sense. Just yeah. going to go to the nearest in hexes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then he's going to try to enter that. Um, location during the movement phase to destroy the enemy in close combat. Yeah. What objects or things can he not enter during that berserk charge? Um, a space capsule? Yes, he cannot enter a space capsule. Uh, ladies room? Uh, because he's a guy, and this is before, this is before the gender thing, so he yeah. cannot. Yeah. And um, uh, Baskin Robin? No, no. Why? Why? Because uh, usually he's he's berserk. He's not going to take time to fumble around for money, and he can't decide. There's 31 flavors. <laughs> that's it. That's it. He can't, he can't decide, and he I, knows it would take too long. It just make him more berserk. <laughs> too many choices. <laughs> oh, he can't. He cannot enter a pillbox uh, or a fortify. Okay location a fortified building because oh. if there's an enemy in there of a squad yeah. level <clears throat> you cannot enter it yeah. now if equal distant the attacker may choose which one he wants to charge if multiple berserk units of the same side occupy the same location do they move as one combined stack yeah that's correct. Unless one's in a foxhole and one's not, then they just go separately. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, if it costs an extra point to come out well, of something. Yeah, they're not in the same location then. Yeah. All berserk units have eight movement factors, exception wounded. You already got this right before. How many movement factors wounded? Three. Yep. And that total can never be increased, but there's always exceptions. Downhill skis. Yeah, falling off a, a cliff. That that you can move really fast then. Yeah, you can move just, down. You know, like if it's four hexes down, four uh, <laughs> levels down, you can fall all four. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and road bonus. They still get the road bonus when they're berserky running. Oh, okay. It's true. 
I don't think I've ever had a guy berserk all the way straight down a road at something, but I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Uh, a unit which becomes berserk while still moving, example, it's not pinned or wounded, it must use the remainder of its movement phase to charge. The unit's movement factor allotment for the rest of the turn is eight, minus what it's already expended during the movement phase. Must a berserk unit abandon support weapons that cost more than a portage point? Yes. Yes, that's true. Or, which in combination with other one portage point support weapons is in excess of his IPC. He's got to dump something off. But he may use them in the defensive fire phase or advanced fire phase prior to that and must still carry those that can retain. So, it's going to keep the ATR and run. It's going to keep the... Um, are light machine guns one portage point? Yeah. Uh, and DCs cannot be placed or set. He can only throw them. Okay. Wow, he's crazy. He's crazy throwing those DCs. But he must he must carry the machine guns, so that's... The light, anything, one portage point. He can't drop them. <clears throat> yeah, not a, not a heavy one. Uh, can a berserk unit assault move? Of course, this this would this would be like the guys yeah. across the street. Yeah. He's going to charge, adjacent. or the guys adjacent. He wants to charge just the one hex into his hex. Can he assault move, berserk? Yes. No. He's berserk. Ah. <laughs> assault move is kind of like you you know one guy runs this way and the other guy runs after he runs. You know, you see him in the movies do that across the street. Yeah. Uh, may it move in the advance phase? Yes. And the answer is no. Oh, man. I'm, watch I'm falling <laughs> off the yeah. edge. Here. And watch this. May it dash across a road? Um, no. And the answer is yes. Oh, man. <laughs> What happened? So he can't assault move because he's all crazy. So he's yeah. just going to charge. Uh, it, it cannot advance. I think it, they just don't want that rule being used. Yeah. Because he's got to enter it in the movement phase, and there's rules for that. So I think that's why they say it can't okay. do an advance phase. Okay. I don't see it. Now, and then dashing, it's just really running across the road. So, yeah, he just runs across the road. He takes the shortest route in movement factors to the enemy unit, including bypass. Counting wire as one movement factor for this calculation only. Hmm. If in the act of charging the nearest known enemy in the line of sight, he moves into the line of sight of a closer dude, he charges that guy now. So oh, okay. He, he gets so the inter intersection. Yeah, right. Runs around. Yeah. Goes out into the street and sees somebody closer. Yeah. Yeah, if it moves into a concealed enemy's location and reveals it while charging another unit, must he remain then in this hex and try to kill them all? I'm guessing yes. Yep, you, yeah. you have to. So, you yeah. know, you could have a dummy stack. You could run right through the dummy stack to get to someone else you can see. Yeah. If someone's in there, you, you could go through the normal rules then. If the only known enemy unit is no longer in his line of sight, then he still charges toward the hex originally occupied by that unit. I don't know when the guy would disappear, but that's the rule. If he still sees no known, if it still sees no known enemy unit, it ends its move after entering that location, and he's no longer berserk. Otherwise, it continues to charge to a near other near known enemy. Okay. All right, getting near the end here. 15.432. Must a berserk unit enter a known enemy occupied location during the movement phase? If it can reach it. Um oh, enter the hex? Yeah, must he enter it during yeah. the move location? Yes. Yes. Then may it possibly force the defending guy therein to attack with final protective fire? Yeah. Yes. And if the only known enemy is a lone single-man counter, then there's rules for that infantry overrun. You just do that. Okay. Instead. The Berserk unit may also attack with triple-point blank fire during its advance phase, but this triple-point blank fire is halved due to taking place in the advance fire phase. So you enter, the guy defensive fires on you, and then in the advance fire phase, you get to shoot. 
Oh, advanced fire. You, I thought you yeah. said advanced, advanced fire phase. Gotcha. Advanced fire phase, yeah. yes. Okay. You, get to, you get to shoot triple and then half for moving. Yeah, okay. And survivors are not yet held in melee. That's something I was always sloppy with, melee or close combat. Yeah. yeah. They're not in melee, and the stack is marked with a close combat counter. Right. So, now, because a berserk unit must charge in its movement phase, it can never fire in its prep fire. Even if adjacent to the location, it must charge. Okay. However, it may fire during the advanced fire phase and defensive fire phase. And then a berserk unit does not take prisoners. Right. And berserk units are always lax in close combat. So there's a drawback to that. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're coming in. Ah! Yeah. Okay. And so if they have no enemy in line of sight and a berserk units, uh, if a unit suffers berserk, has no known enemy, what happens to them then? Oh, I rolled berserk. He kills, he kills no himself. <laughs> yeah. He chews on his rifle until he breaks his yeah. teeth. He does a thumb uh, in Louise. He gets in the uh, the Jeep. Ah. And, uh, yeah. Um, the re- the- I don't know. You go one lower, it's battle hardening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Terrain restrictions. Will a berserk unit charge through an unbridged water obstacle? No. Not a stream, a, a river. Yeah, no. No. Will it charge into a blaze? No. Will it charge over a cliff like one of them cute little lemmings? No. <laughs> I wrote that in and you already got, you already did that earlier. Yeah. Uh, Will it charge the next nearest known enemy unit instead of those dangerous things that are on the board? Uh, yes. Yes. So if he's surrounded with a pond and a blaze and a cliff, yeah, he'll charge. He'll, he'll have to charge the other known enemy unit instead. Yeah. Will it move into minefields? Yes. Yes. Sure. Why not? Crazy. Yeah. Will it move into an FFE? Fire for effect. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, they do. Yeah, they're nuts. They are crazy. Will it ch- charge into wire? Yes. Yes. We said it only. It has uh, only one movement factor through wire. Did you say that earlier? Uh, cost. So yeah, it just yeah, when, that's right. They did tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just pay open ground plus a wire, and then just keep yeah. going. I guess I don't know if you have to roll to go under or anything, but um. Return to normal. A berserk unit loses its berserk status and returns to good order whenever it eliminates all known enemy units in its location with either that triple point blank fire in the advance phase or with a flamethrower during the advance phase or in a close combat or if at the end of the charge there's no known enemy in the line of sight anymore. Mm, Okay. I guess charge somewhere and you no longer can see someone. I don't know. Yeah. And the last result, 15.5, is surrender. A final heat of battle die roll of boxcars causes the affected unit to be broken and disrupted and to surrender immediately to any adjacent known enemy, good order, infantry or cav. Uh, as if they share the same location. If no known enemy unit is adjacent, then they're just disrupted. And then there's exceptions for no quarter. Japanese Gurkha's partisans don't surrender by the route phase method, etc. And that is it. So when you roll that box cars, you are surrendering or breaking and being disrupted. Okay. No one's adjacent to you. Yeah. Gotcha. And there's a spooky table. Do we have time just to quick look at it? Uh, um, sure. Yeah, which one is it? Let me open it up. 26A. I think. Unless he changed the numbering. 26A. Yes, got it. Uh, effects of no quarter. Oh, okay. Surrender and heat of battle. So, so he's, some, yeah. some stuff related to heat of battle here and uh, what can be done. Do they surrender or not? Oh, like I see he's got the Berserk, Commissars, Fanatic, Gurkha, Heroic, Japanese Partisans, 
passengers, riders, crew. They were in those questions. SS, unit subject to no quarter, Marines, or non-6 plus 1 leader mm. can't be disrupted. And then he says if it can't be, right? Right. Or not. So, like, like heroic is not applicable. Yeah, can't be disrupted, and the other ones can. Yeah. Can't be encircled. Oh, yeah, there's a good one. Berserk. Oh. Berserk can't be encircled. Heroic, Heroic cannot be, and passenger rider's crew cannot be encircled. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he found that somewhere in the rule book and got it all put into this cool chart. And then don't surrender in route phase, nor due to the heat of battle result. Yeah, interesting table. I don't think I've ever really looked at this one closely. I don't know. It's yeah, it's fun. But uh, yeah, it's fun to see there what you learn. You know, cool. Use spooky chart twenty six A people. And this show is brought to you by Bounding Fire Productions. We love the fact that Bounding Fire is a longtime supporter of the two half squads. They make. Super great products. They've got more stuff coming out, and you should go over to Bounding Fire Productions. Is it boundingfire.com? Oh my gosh. Uh, In it up. We have it linked. Boundingfire.com. Yes. Uh, Operation Neptune gives insight into the British Army assault of the River Seine at Vernon, France, in late August 1944. Great. Bounding Fire. Yeah. Go to BoundaryFire.com, order some stuff, tell them the two half squads sent you, and they will gladly send you products. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Operation Neptune when we get that. Yeah, and um, also we're brought to you by our Patreon supporters, so oh, yeah. that'll, that'll be it. Yes, Jeff? So thanks, All everybody. Right. We'll see you next time. Yep. Till and then, remember, roll low. Yes, and rally well. But, but not, not when you're playing, playing us. us. All righty. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.